Good evening, everybody. This is Bubba's Bodyguard Podcast, available on all major podcast platforms. I am honored to have Eric the Trainer and Chef Andre Rush, Rush along here uh, with me tonight. Uh, how you guys doing this evening? Ow, we're doing great, man. We're doing awesome. Yes, sir, and I'm glad. And um, can you guys uh, just kind of touch on where you guys are from and, uh, you know, just about your upbringings a little bit and how you got started in your professions? Well, uh, Bubba, Chef Rush, I'm actually from Columbus, Mississippi, a very small town. Um, very, very small. Uh, you know, combat vet, military, uh, celebrity chef. I, of course, advocate for uh, military kids, suicide awareness, doing 2,222 push-ups a day for suicide uh, prevention. And, of course, along with kids and after-school all-star specials and uh, things uh, related. And, of course, Eric Trainer is one of my idols and a great friend of mine. So it's like those like-minded, like-hearted, like-caring people always come together. So it's like a, a actual calling how me and him actually met. Absolutely. And, um, Eric, can you touch on, uh, you know, about your upbringing, where you're from as well? Absolutely. You know, I'm from a small town in rural Maine <laughs> called Farmington, where the earmuff was invented. The, the town is so small, it's about the side of, size of one of Andre Rush's biceps. I mean, it is, <laughs> it is a small town that we could all live in very easily, you know, if he's wearing a shirt. Right. And, uh, you know, when people see Chef Rush and I walk into a room, they think it's the Hulk and Spider-Man because I'm kind of little and agile. And he can walk through a doorway and smash through the door. And he didn't even realize it happened. But we, he and I have a very common mission, and that is to help motivate and inspire people to live healthier lives to smile, to have stress reduction, and uh, it's a lot of fun to, to hang out with this guy. So I'm thrilled to be here. And Bubba, it's great to be on your show, dude. Yes, sir, absolutely. And it's such a, uh, you know, prestigious honor to have both of you gentlemen, uh, you know, and uh, to, to be a part of this. And, uh, you know, usually I bring on one guest at a time. So to have you both is, is uh, you know, a big, uh, you know, grand slam as you guys are, uh, you know, not only in your fields, but you've been excelling and so successful for such a long time. And, uh you know, it's it's really like I said, a prestigious honor to have both you gentlemen uh, along with here with me. Um, we'll talk about, you know, some of your guys' proudest moments in life. Uh, I know you guys have had a, a ton of them in, in uh, your decorated and and high achieving careers. But if you could just say one, each of you just say one that stuck that stick out above all others. Uh, Eric, we'll start with you, and then uh, Chef will pass over to you. What is your proudest moment uh, of your journey so far? You know, I think the proudest moment of my journey as a personal trainer was when I left New York City after five years of working as a trainer in Manhattan. I came out to mm -hmm. Los Angeles and I had a very brief spell where I was able to learn and spend a little time with the great Jack LaLanne. In my opinion, he was the greatest fitness personality of all time. And his entire life was to help people work out, get into great shape, eat a healthier diet and smile. And so learning at the knee of the greatest of all time, it really changed the trajectory of both my life and my career. And uh, even though he's left this world, he still resides on a daily basis in my heart. And I'll tell you, it's, it was an honor to spend time with that guy. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, thank you for your input with that. Um, and I'm sure that was just, a, you know, such a proud moment for you. And, uh, you know, Chef Andre, uh, sir, if you could give us your proudest moment uh, so far throughout your journey. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with mm -hmm. you, Bubba, is that's kind of a loaded question because I, I was thinking about this as Eric was talking. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've received uh, uh, the Peace Medal from the Kingdom of Belgium. I received uh, Bronze Stars. I received uh, the resolution from the state of California for my awareness of suicide prevention. 
Uh, and the, the the story is that they're all still in boxes wow. right now. I've never even taken them out or put them up. And uh, I, I'll be very transparent with you. Uh, my proudest moment is is to being able to know that what I'm doing, even like here right now mm-hmm. with Erica Trainer, and supporting and helping so many people undertone that doesn't actually come in something that's materialistic or even not without accolades, but when people just say thank you for your service and the things that you're doing uh, to me and to him, mm-hmm. to us, you know, that that's just a moment that keeps going each and every day. A- absolutely. And, uh, you know, thank you again for your service and uh, Eric as well. Thank you for everything that you do to inspire and motivate, uh, you know, people, uh, not just in your communities and not just uh, across your following, but all across the rail, both of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Uh, You guys are welcome. Um, So we'll kind of get into uh, Eric. We'll start with you and then we'll we'll go over to chef. Um, So so, say some uh, young man, young lady is, is really like, wow, I want to get into the, you know, the, the fitness, the, the personal training. What is your best advice to them that uh, not only to get into the field, but they must do this to excel in the field for, for, for a long period of time. What is your kind of secret or your, or your pivotal tip, uh, Eric? Well, you know, Bubba, that's a great question. And I get a lot of young trainers that come to me for career advice because mm-hmm. I've been a trainer for nearly 30 years, which is older than most of those people are, you know, right. let alone uh, working. Um, my advice to you is is to realize that trainers are kind of like girlfriends. Mm-hmm. There's a million different varieties. Some of them are great. Some of them are kind of crazy. Some of them are very attractive, but they're kind of shallow. Some of them are super smart but they kind of look like frogs. I mean, there's a million types of trainers for a million types of people. But my advice to these young trainers is look throughout the world, look on social media, look on television, look in your community, find someone, find a fitness professional that is doing something that you like and you respect. Mm -hmm. Find a fitness professional that's successful in the exact way that you want to be successful because even success to different trainers mean different things. You know, many times I ask trainers, how you how will you know when you, quote, make it? Mm-hmm. And some of them say, I'll know I made it when I can drive a Ferrari. Or some of them say, I know I'll make it when I when I own my own facility. I want to have my own gym. And some of them say, I know I'll make it when I have a huge clientele and I'm busy every day. Everybody has their own definition of success. Mm-hmm. So the thing to do is to define success for yourself first and then find someone in the fitness field that's already achieved that. And go learn directly from them. It's a great lineage. They'll pass on their their knowledge. And I can tell you, I have learned more from great trainers than I ever did from books or academia. Uh, absolutely, and uh, I appreciate your your input on that. Your your powerful input. And uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll go over to you now, Chef Andre. Um, what is what is your uh, expertise uh, from from your perspective? That uh, you know, somebody wants to get into the the culinary field, wants to be a chef. What is your uh, their their must that they must do not only to get in that field but to excel to to uh, to really get to a a such an honorable level. Um, great question, uh, and I love what Eric just said. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to say in, in in the culinary field, which I, I view as in life in general, mm-hmm. is uh, be different. Right? Don't let anybody try to guide your path. Stop trying to follow everybody else's foot footsteps and step over them and make your own. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're you're trying to take over the world or try to do something that's different or just think out of the box. But the one thing that I'll say on that path is humility. Mm-hmm. Be humble. No matter like Eric said, it doesn't matter if you have that Ferrari or whatever and you're driving a Pinto. I don't care what someone would think of me if 
if I have enough money to drive a Ferrari and I'm driving a Pinto, that's my prerogative and I'm going to stick with it. And I'm going to still keep doing what I'm doing. And the, lastly on that part is service. I tell people when I go and speak to tens of thousands of people around the world, mm-hmm. it, they ask me about, you know, what how, what's my standards and what do I cook the president or these VIPs? I say, well, I cook them to this 100%, but what I'm cooking for the homeless is 110% because mm-hmm. I don't waver on service. Right. Like, stop looking for that person that's wearing that suit and tie and treat them more special than a person that's running, running um, wearing those sweats. When I opened up one of my first restaurants, uh, I was away and for 30 days I came back for about 15 minutes and I fired 30 different people mm-hmm. because they judged me. And I did not, that's not a representation of what I want to be. It's, there's no take backs. There's no, oh, well, I thought you were or whatever. Each person should be treated exactly the same. Absolutely. Blank. Yes, sir. And I agree. You know, it's, uh, you know, whether you're meeting the Pope or the president or you're or you're meeting somebody that's less fortunate, I agree that everybody deserves the same respect. Absolutely. And, you know, Bubba, mm-hmm. um, this is Eric, the trainer. Again. Yes, sir. Uh, Chef just used the word service. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know something. I want your listeners to know something. Mm-hmm. The chef and I have something in common that's really special. And that is we both decided early in our careers that we wanted to live a service based life, not a self-serving life but a service based and under that, that auspices under those premises, you can actually look at all of the successful people in the fitness industry and the culinary industry, and you can easily divide them up into two separate groups. Mm -hmm. One group of successful people say, be like me, look at me. This is what I'm doing. If you, if you follow these directions, you can be like me. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's who they are. Mm -hmm. But chef and I, we are distinctly in the other group. We say to people, what can we do for you? What is it that you need and what can we do for you? And we say that every day. So despite the fact that Chef and I have both had a lot of success in our careers, mm-hmm. it's not about that success for us. We wake, we wake up every single day, we get out of bed and we think to ourselves, what else can I do today to help others? And that's really the biggest difference in mindset, I think, that sets us apart. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that that really is the 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 uh, true tall tale sign of success, you know, that uh, it's not really about our titles or our position or our net worth. It's truly about uh, how we inspiring others, helping others along our journey, because, uh, you know, other people's lives are tied into our dreams. And and it's, uh, you know, it's a uh, it's so honorable that you guys understand, understand that and that you value it to such a high standard. Oh, we do. We we certainly do. And our work is not finished yet. I mean, uh, even during this crisis situation, the world is literally shut down right now. Everyone's at home. Mm-hmm. Chef and I constantly are trying to think of new ways that we can motivate and inspire people to maintain their good health, their physical health, their mental health, lower their stress. Mm-hmm. And actually, I've been hosting daily workouts twice a day on Zoom. You can just download the Zoom app. Yes, sir. And these workouts are absolutely fun. But more mm-hmm. importantly, they're absolutely free. I decided when the crisis hit that I was going to give away the most valuable thing that I owned to the world. And that is my ability to train people. So Mm -hmm. we've been training literally hundreds of people a day on these zoom calls. And if you want to, your listeners can go to ericthetrainer.com to the Mm -hmm. blog section, B L O G section. They can sign up for the free workouts and they'll be working out with me twice a day, getting the same service that I give to top celebrities. I will give to your listeners happily and we'll get through this thing together. Absolutely. And that's, you know, such a blessing that, uh, you know, you, you two have collectively came together and, and are doing that for so many. And uh, it's just such an impactful and really not an adjective powerful enough to describe that. You know, it's just uh, 
you know, it's, it's what we really need, you know, that our, our physical and mental health is so important, especially in times of isolation and quarantine and, and in times of uh, epidemic and pandemic. Bubba, uh, this is uh, Chef Rush again. Yes, sir. Uh, one of the things that Eric the trainer uh, failed to mention that I'll mention uh, kind of briefly, uh, <laughs> very humbling part, is the guest that he has on his um, on his Zoom calls. So yes. your listeners would actually have to actually sign in and see or look at the the guest list of people that come and um, and uh, pay attention and actually train with him and do music and fun things. And it's just, it's not even like a training session. It's kind mm -hmm. of, it's a, it's a family affair. Literally I go there, I jump on and I don't want to get off. Right. It's, it's extremely fun, but at the same time it's keeping your mental health intact, which is the most important part and also your physical, but also helping other people who sometimes can't help themselves. Absolutely. And, um, We'll, we'll we'll get into a topic here that I know is is uh you know very de very dear to to the both of you gentlemen. It's the importance of uh, keeping healthy and keeping your mental health good and and your physical being and 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 all you know uh you know your feelings, your senses, your emotional whatever it is that that it's in a healthy state. Uh, you know, for for anyone out there that would be struggling. Uh, with with getting that extra boost of motivation to get into the gym or get a trainer or to to you know do the do the routines that they need to to take care of their body which is their temple uh, and, and to you know that that may be struggling with some anxieties depressions stresses during this time uh, of of isolation what is your guys encouragement to them um encourage to them right now is to mm -hmm. the the thing is you're going to need that uh that self motivation that's self-integrity mm -hmm. you know sometimes even if you have that community uh, that's around you you have to also reflect about your family your friends where you have kids you know i i did a show yesterday with um uh about pets mm -hmm. <laughs> you have so many support systems unfortunately everyone doesn't handle everything the same right mm -hmm. and that's okay but you need to know that there's always going to be someone there for you but at the same time you need to join that community platform like we was just talking about with eric with, mm -hmm. with, with you with your podcast eric with, his yes, sir. with the training there's so many benefits inside of it but at the same time you can underline those things that you've probably been missing your whole entire time right i mean mm -hmm. now that we have yes, time to kind of reflect the last what is going on five weeks now yeah people are reflecting that things they never thought before everybody's mm -hmm. saying oh my god i'm so bored i you know i never i, I want to go outside but now guess what if this had happened, they could be in five weeks straight and not even think about it. But now, since they're forced to kind of stay inside, now it's a thing. So it's kind of like that reflection period where you need that self-motivation, you know, self-attainment, that self-survival uh, mode, and also mm -hmm. put out that, that positive energy back in the world to the people that need that support. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's, it's so pivotal. And, uh, you know, uh, Eric, what is, what is your take on that, that, uh, you know, that, that for anybody that needs that extra boost of motivation during this time or that, uh, you know, they're, they're going through some, some mental roadblocks, uh, what is your encouragement to them? You know, I would, I would tell people that are going through some tough times right now and starting to question mm -hmm. who they are and what they're all about. I would tell them three, three different things. The first mm -hmm. is, the first is if you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you feel like you don't look good and you don't feel good and you want to change that situation. Maybe you're, you, you realize that maybe you're a little overweight. Maybe you look mm -hmm. in the mirror and you feel like you're a little person and you wish you were bigger and stronger. We really have to embrace the very science of change. So if you want to make a transition from normal to extraordinary, there are three things that you need to do. You need to change your diet. You need to change your exercise. And you need to change your sleep patterns. Those three things. 
So hypothetically, mm-hmm. if one of your listeners woke up tomorrow and wanted to make a big change and wasn't sure how to initiate, I will tell, I'll tell them right now what they need to do. The first thing is from a diet perspective, from an eating perspective, mm-hmm. I'd like them to eat lean animal-based proteins, steak, chicken, fish, eggs, along with water-based carbohydrates, fresh fruits and vegetables. You should be eating those every day. And the darker the color, the better, because that means they're higher in antioxidants. Also, you mm-hmm. have to stay well hydrated. Just because you're at home doesn't mean you're not sweating. So you have to drink a lot of water and green tea. Even black coffee is fine. But we really want you to stay very hydrated. And lastly, ask yourself a question. Did you go to sleep late last night? Because there's no reason for you to go to sleep late. I'd rather have you go to sleep on the earlier side and wake up early and then exercise with me. Remember, I'm a trainer that's very busy with Hollywood's finest stars. But guess what? Right Mm -hmm. now, I'm working for you. You have the opportunity to work out with me twice a day live for free if you have Zoom and if you go to my website and sign up. I would love, I would be honored to train you guys. So if you if you want to change your life, exercise, diet, and sleep, and I'll put my money where my mouth is, let's work mm-hmm. out together twice a day. Ow, ow. Absolutely. And um, we'll, we'll kind of go off topic here uh, just for a moment and we'll get back into things. Uh, recently, I was named an ambassador for Bodyguards Against Bullying. Uh, Chef, we'll start with you, and then we'll pass it over to Eric. What is your guys' message uh, on the fight against bullying? The fight against bullying. Um, so I, I'm, I'm a huge supporter of, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, anti-bullying, cyberbullying. Uh, even myself, as a big guy, I was bullied when I was younger. People were like, how could mm-hmm. you have been bullied, Chef? Because I wouldn't fight back. You know, it wasn't right. I was a small, strong guy, whatever. It was just that I didn't want to do that through violence. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know that I could be very aggressive on that part of it. Now it's right. a different dynamics because of social media. You know, it can be used for good, it can be used for evil. And it's so wide thread spread, right, that uh, we have to understand that we need to support each other, especially my whole thing is about kids. So especially with the mm-hmm. younger generation, because they're so influential. Right. You can say one word and to, to them. And 10 years ago, if you said the same word to someone else, they can blow it off. But now it's so imperative. And that's why we always talk about it and we, we treat it as it's something that's extremely serious, which it is, because this can take a life. This can end a life, you know, and it can start wars. Mm-hmm. It can do so many different things. So it's just a, it's a no brainer that each person needs to take accountability and responsibility for it. Absolutely. And uh, I appreciate your input. Um, and Eric, what, what is your message on bullying? You know, um, Bubba, I'm going to give you an exclusive. So this podcast mm-hmm. is going to have an exclusive piece of information that I have not given out in the past. When I yes, was sir. a boy, I lived on a farm in Maine. We had sheep, uh-huh. we had pigs, we even had a donkey. But I used to take care of the pigs. And when pigs are nervous, they make a very funny squealing noise. Wee, wee, wee. Well, guess what? When I was in junior high school, I was one of the smallest kids in our entire school. Even when I graduated from high school, I was one of the smallest kids. And when we were playing two-hand touch football in gym class, they they did the kickoff. Somehow I caught the kick and had to run up the field towards all of these giant people running towards me. And completely by accident, I began squeaking and squealing like the pigs on our farm. Wait, wait, wait. Trying to avoid being tackled by these people as big as trees. So they they started calling me squeaky at school because I was small and I had squeaked during the football game. And yes, I was bullied a bit when I was younger. Mm -hmm. But, you know, times change. I'm now 6'1", 235. I'm not going to get bullied anymore. 
But when I, right. when I see little kids getting bullied, when I see the look in their eyes, I remember what that was like. And I stand against bullying 110%. Absolutely. And I, I appreciate both of your, uh, you know, input and powerful messages behind that. We'll get back into things here. Um, Eric, we'll start with you and we'll, we'll go over to chef next. Um, with the, the, what is the most important thing uh, that you've learned throughout your journey so far that you could that you could pass across this platform? Uh, what, like, what is the one thing? Obviously, you guys have learned uh, an abundant uh, amount of knowledge and wisdom and, and expertise and experience. But if there is one thing that stood out most, whether it was from a mentor, from uh, a client, or uh, any situation in life, what is the most important thing you've learned so far in life? You know, I would say the most important lesson that I've learned in life so far. And I just turned 51, so I'm not a young guy, Mm -hmm. is the importance of diplomacy. I mean, remember, I Mm -hmm. worked in Manhattan for five full years in New York City Mm -hmm. before I came to California. I've been in Hollywood now for nearly 25 years. That's a 30 year career span. During that time, I have trained people that are racist. I've trained people Mm -hmm. that are diehard Democrats, diehard Republicans. I've trained people that have all kinds of political views that are strange and weird and that I don't agree with. And so mm-hmm. I've learned to be diplomatic and, and know that it's important to help the person with their health, with their diet, with their exercise, with their sleep, and not necessarily get caught up in all of the unbelievable things that they say. I think that for a trainer or for anyone that deals with the public, learning the importance mm-hmm. of diplomacy and being a kind-hearted person despite the political economic situation of the person you're dealing with is imperative. Absolutely. And um, Chef, what would you say? Uh, obviously, you've, you've learned so so much throughout your journey in the military and, and uh, being a, a high ranking chef. What is your uh, the most important thing you've learned throughout your journey? Oh, wow. So uh, one of the most important things that I've learned, um, which people say and they kind of mimic to me to this day from that knew mm-hmm. me from Mississippi, uh, uh, because military and being in leadership roles where, you know, a lot of us, we lead by um, with a uh, iron fist, you know, which I'm no exception of that. I, I have two iron fists with two iron biceps and triceps to go along with that. <laughs> but at the same time, I also have the humility to go along with it. I never forgot where I came from. I'm always giving back. <laughs> I I am the person that will listen and accept that. If I am wrong, I will wait for that conversation to happen um, and treat everybody the same. Uh, again, humility is everything. People will look at you different no matter what their status quo is and how they're doing. But it also, it also <laughs> in text to your integrity, uh, you being organic and who you are and knowing that is true on what you're doing. So when you do that, other people will look at that and they will take notice and they will follow Absolutely. And um, we'll, we'll have a, another topic here that, that is uh, pretty important and, and it could be very powerful uh, as, as, as serving a uh, for an insp- inspiring purpose. Uh, Eric, we'll start with you and we'll get back over to Chef. What, what was the most, uh, you know, like the time in life where you said, man, I can't get past this. Like, I, I just want to give up. Like, what was the time in life where, where you where you uh, were faced with a, a large amount of adversity and you were able to eventually face adversity and, and you were able to conquer and be triumphant? You know, that's a great question, Bubba. Um, when I think mm-hmm. about my darkest day, like the, the most challenging part of the journey for me, I have to go way mm-hmm. back till I was I think I was 12 or 13 years old. Remember, I was living on a farm in Maine. And Maine is mm-hmm. a very rural place. There are not a lot of people up there, but there are a lot of trees. There's lots of snow. There, uh, it's it's a very rural place, and when I was 13 years old, I was no longer a boy, 
And I wasn't a man yet, but I was old enough to understand that I was in a pretty desolate place. There were no, there were no movie theaters or, or live Broadway style theaters. There were, there wasn't dance and live concerts. A lot of the art in the world wasn't necessarily there. And I remember sitting on my bed one night, looking out at the snow falling at a very, very dark night. And I thought to myself, whoa, how am I going to get out of here? I mean, my parents aren't rich. My parents aren't famous. I don't have a plan or a strategy to, to break out of this and go into the world and do. And it was a very heavy realization. It was like a moment of truth. At that exact moment of truth, I had just seen The Karate Kid, which I love the original movie, The Karate Kid. And at that time, I was listening to my favorite rock band called Def Leppard. And I was listening to their music. <clears throat> Believe it or not, it was the art that got me through. I leaned on the art. I went to see a lot of movies and I just lost myself in film. I listened to Def Leppard's music and it gave me hope. And now think of the full circle. Years later, I trained a bunch of the cast members of Cobra Kai, the new Karate Kid, the same actors that were in the original. And I also train and tour with the rock band Def Leppard to this day. So it all works out. Absolutely. And uh, I appreciate, you know, your, uh, your input on that. And, and Chef, what would you say was a time in your journey where you just said, you know, I, I don't know if I can make it past this. I don't know, like, if, if I have what it takes. And, and you were able to persevere. Wow, wow Bubba, you, you're saying um, you're hitting the chords. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, again, it's going to be, and unfortunately in life, you know, they're unfortunately mm -hmm. not, it can be multiple ones. I, um, you know, yes, I was sir. in 9-11 when the Pentagon hit. And um, mm -hmm. which was uh, easily easy said because people who, of course, that was a long time ago, 20 years ago, I think now, uh, people don't understand right. that. Or, you know, when one of my soldiers actually uh, committed suicide, uh, which actually kind of started mm -hmm. me on my journey uh, a few hours after he called me. Um, and, uh, of course, me being in inpatient units for PTSD mm -hmm. for over a over over a year, you know, um, very aggressive and not seeing the end of the light when I had a bunch of high profile people coming to me and, and telling me, you know, um, Chef Andre, you can do this and you can do that. And uh, finally, you know, my mother and father with an epiphany are saying, um, you know, you can do whatever you want to do and you can be whatever you want to mm -hmm. be and you can inspire, motivate and do all those things in one. So it's just a collaboration of all those things because it's not just one thing. And I think in anyone's life, everybody's going to have something, whether it be with, you know, mm -hmm. relationships with jobs, with just children, with anything in general. So I kind of put that a collaboration to all. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And I appreciate, you know, both of your, uh, you know, powerful and, and inspiring input on that. And, uh, you know, it just really reminds people that we, we are going to go through some ups and downs in life, but, uh, you know, just, just never give up, never lose hope, never lose faith, you know, no matter what your situation looks like that, uh, if you work hard enough, you make sacrifices and you hold on to your faith and hope that, uh, you will prevail. You will be triumphant. Absolutely. That's well stated. Y yes, sir. And, um, what would you guys say, uh, is your, uh, what are some things we can expect to see from Eric the Trainer and from uh, Chef Andre Rush in the near future? Obviously, when things get better, uh, what are some things that we can expect to see from you guys? Uh, well, for, from us, um, uh, I have a book coming out. Uh, me and Eric, uh, if I include him, we're, we're still going to be saving the world, regardless of the fact. <laughs> hopefully on a, a, a much grander scale. But not, not hopefully. We will be doing it on a much grander scale after all of this stuff is over mm -hmm. with. 
uh, but in general, literally just with me, just you're still going to see the motivation, inspiration, the admiration, the humility, and that go get it and you can do anything type of attitude from me always, regardless of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Eric, what, what can we expect to see from you? You know, as well? uh, this was due to be a very big summer because we had a bunch of giant rock bands that were due to go on tour that we're working with. We, we were working with uh, Def Leppard, Fallout Boy, The Strokes, Nickelback. <clears throat> it was supposed to be one of our biggest concert seasons of my career. And of course, those plans have probably changed or at least been postponed for a while. But the, the, the nice thing about going on tour with a giant rock band like Nickelback or Fallout Boy or The Strokes or Def Leppard is it allows you to go from city to city around the country and actually even around the world and get a chance to meet the fans, to get a chance to talk to people, to answer their questions, to help them with exercise, diet, sleep and stress reduction. And really, Andre and I are both on a mission and that mission will not stop and no one can stop us. Trust me, we're on a mission to change the world. And we're not just guys that say, hey, we want to change the world. We can show you concrete things that we do every day, every week, every month that is that is put forward in order to make the world a better place, because that's our overall career mission. And we're going to continue after this pandemic and even beyond. Absolutely. And um, we'll, we'll get into just a kind of a, 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 a few uh, cool questions here that, uh, you know, that are going to be, uh, you know, short, short answers. And uh, so we'll start with Eric. Uh, Eric, what is your favorite dish uh, to eat or prepare? What is your you favorite know, meal? I love eggs, whether they're scrambled eggs, mm-hmm. hard boiled eggs. If you have eggs on the table, I'm coming to your house for breakfast, lunch and dinner. <laughs> yes sir and uh chef what is your favorite meal to prepare uh, i do the same thing eggs i like the thing that makes the eggs the chicken <laughs> right so, yes I can sir chicken a million and one ways and i can eat four of them a day so i'm good with that uh, absolutely uh, well, uh eric what is your biggest challenge as you know a trainer? my biggest challenge as a trainer is actually not motivating and inspiring my clients but constantly trying to motivate and inspire my coworkers, trainers all over the country and all over the world to raise their game. I mean, I have trained trainers in China, in Shanghai, China, at a massive trainers academy. I've trained trainers in India. I've gone all over India with Gold's Gym and trained trainers. There are 115 locations. I've been to the Middle East. Mm-hmm. I've been all over the world training trainers. And I find it's the hardest part of my job if you look at all the different things I do, I host a TV show, I do all kinds of stuff, but the hardest part of my job mm-hmm. is creating a connection and motivating, inspiring my fellow trainers around the world to raise their game to a higher level so they can be more effective and more successful themselves. Absolutely. And um, chef, what is your most challenging thing as a, as a, uh, a chef? Um, I don't have challenges as a chef. I'm 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 great. <laughs> but, but, uh, yes, sir. But if I had to say something, it would tr- probably be the same thing. I'll I'll mimic over is pulling out the greatness in everyone. I I tell people don't just mm-hmm. be the the cook or the chef. Be the person that owns the place. Right. I, I, I tell it to each and every last one of them is, you know, if you're a line cook or whatever, always up your expectations on your worth and your value. 
Absolutely. And uh, Eric, what is your, uh, you know, like, it doesn't have to be a, a elaborate explanation. What is your uh, proudest moment as a trainer, like in the sense of, is it when you see the, the client, they say, hey, I get this? Or is it when you see the transformation? Is it is it when you see the belief? Like, what would you say is that moment where it strikes you? Know, the proudest you know, my proudest moments as a trainer always are tied back to art, whether it's music, whether it's film, mm-hmm. whether it's television, even live theater. You know, I train a lot of Broadway actors, including the uh, Phantom of the Opera. You know, my proudest moments are when I'm sitting in the audience, whether I'm at a concert or a movie, and I see my work on screen Mm -hmm. or I see my work on stage. Those are my proudest moments because I know I was a small part of making that performer look and feel their best so they could deliver this unadulterated art, this unfiltered art into the world to inspire millions of people. So I love, love movies and TV shows. I love music of every type. And the fact that I can play a small part in their success, it makes me so proud. Absolutely. And what what are your proudest moments as a chef, um, uh, Chef Andre? Is it when, you know, you get the feedback of saying, hey, this, the food was just phenomenal? Is it uh, is it, you know, the 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 conversations you can have with people as as they're eating the meals you prepare? Like, what are some proud some so, of your proudest some moments? Proudest as a chef? Is like I, I never have to worry about anybody saying the food is is not phenomenal because it's always going to be phenomenal. They're never going to send it back. Mm-hmm. They're never going to complain. They're never going to do any of that because I would hurt them. And- <laughs> The next, right. But no, seriously, you know, you want those accolades back, but when you get to do that for the homeless or for the kids and they have things mm-hmm. that, and you treat them like it's, it's the meal that they're just, just, they're part of that community. They're part of history that they're the most important persons or persons right then and there. Those are the things that I love the most. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, as we get ready to conclude here, uh, lastly, we'll just go into uh, kind of like what Chef just elaborated on and and you guys have elaborated on uh, pretty, pretty frequently in this in this podcast is the importance of giving back, remaining humble, uh, helping others, you know, such as, you know, doing your Zoom workouts or uh, like Chef just touched on feeding the less fortunate, feeding the homeless. What is the importance of being humble and and, and helping others along your journey? What is like, you know, just give us that extra boost of, of encouragement that even when people are going to have their high successes in life, even when they're going to, uh, you know, s- see certain things they never have dreamed of. But re- just remind people of the importance to always help one another and, and to stay uh, truly humble to yourself yes, and be genuine. Uh, you know, this is Eric. Uh, the highest mm-hmm. level of yes, service, sir. the highest level of living. If, if, you're, if your listeners want to experience a new feeling within their heart and their minds of imp- and feeling terrific in a way that maybe they never have, you have to be of service of others. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a funny thing. Many people that are feeling depressed or sad when they, when they take part in activities where they give back to others, maybe they volunteer at a soup kitchen, maybe they call a bunch of friends that they haven't spoken to in a while that they know are depressed. When you help other people, you get back wonderful feelings. And so I would encourage all of the people listening here to really live a service-based life, to try to help others each day. You'll sleep better. You'll feel better. You'll have incredible self-worth and it's the highest, it's the highest level of living. Absolutely. And, and Chef, can you uh, just touch on the reassurance of, of how important that is? Evaluation, like I said, uh, being organic mm-hmm. and knowing that you're doing it for the right reasons and you expect 100 percent of nothing in return. Right. Mm-hmm. That's when you finally know mm-hmm. that, hey, I'm doing this for the right reason. It's not how good you're doing right this moment. It's how good you're doing later on throughout life. 
right? Because people are going to remember that mm-hmm. not at this moment, but they're going to go and reflect back 20 years. I remember Eric the Trainer. I remember Chef Rush. I remember Bubba when he had the podcast. He had all these great people on. I remember, mm-hmm. and they will mimic that to those people from 20 years then and 20 years later. Absolutely. And, and you you just touched on, you know, such an importance that it's not uh, just in the immediate moment, but uh, it's really for, for years and years to come, you know, that that difference that you can make on somebody that they'll look back and say, hey, you know, Chef or Eric inspired me. And, you know, now I, I want to pay it forward or, or whatever it is, you know, that, uh, you know, it's it's truly uh, amazing to see, you know, the, the different uh, just how important that is that that, you know, that we continue to to help one another along a journey and, and treat others as we want to be treated. You know, you got to uh, you know, respect yourself and respect others at all times. And you'll get so far in life with that. Um, and, you know, lastly, let people know where you guys can, where they can keep in touch with you guys. Like let them know your social media handles awesome. and, and things well, of that nature. If you nature. want to contact me, I'm at Eric, the trainer at Eric, the trainer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can also check out my website, Eric, the trainer.com. Yes, sir. And uh, chef Andre, uh, where can they keep IG, in touch with you? A uh, real chef rush. Uh, one word, Real Chef Rush. Twitter is also Real Chef Rush. Uh, Facebook. I also have uh, www.chefrush.com. <laughs> so anywhere, anytime. And I'm yes, always <laughs> All right. Perfect. And, uh, you know, again, um, you know, thank you guys for your time. Uh, Chef Rush, thank you for your service in the military. Uh, Eric, thank you for everything you do uh, all across to inspire, motivate, and get people healthy and the both of you that the work that you're doing together. And I know, like you guys said, it's, it's not the end of it. Uh, there's so many uh, more prosperous and beautiful moments to come. And, uh, you know, got, you guys really touched on a lot of key, important, pivotal factors today uh, that I really think can benefit. And, and really, uh, you know, people can really, uh, you know, understand that, hey, you know what, it's, it's so much bigger than what we're doing. It's, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, you don't really understand how many, you know, how much people are, are, are looking. There's always people paying attention. There's always people watching and you never know who you're inspiring. And you just want you guys to be reassured that uh, your journeys, your messages, your, your work is not just, uh, like I said, not just a, a few people. It's, it's inspired so many thousands and thousands all across the world. And, uh, you know, just may you guys continue to do great things, as I know you will, and, and stay you, safe Bubba, and healthy during awesome. this time. Thank you, Bubba. Bubba, you're the best. Thanks, dude. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much. And, again, this is Bubba's Bodyguard Podcast, available on all major podcast platforms. Uh, truly honored to have Chef Andre Rush and Eric the Trainer. Awesome, thank you guys man. again so much. Take care. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye.